We've talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers and potential trades, but what is the best situation for him? Is it the Packers? Is it one of these other teams that we've been talking about? We're going to dive into that on today's show. Plus, the Packers have a key void on their defensive staff. Why they need a new voice if they're going to keep Joe Barry, and it seems like they're going to keep Joe Barry. All of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new Nissan Electric. It is all electric, the 2023 Nissan Aria. There is only a handful of days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The Nissan Aria, the EV for the people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Okay, we've talked a lot about the future of Aaron Rodgers and and what is best for the team and how this can all play out and all the decisions that are going to go into it. But what we haven't talked about, and I had a couple listeners reach out and say, you know, what is what is what is the best situation football wise? Because we haven't really talked about that. And we we mentioned it. Um, the leap subscribers will know because we talked about it a little bit on Monday's newsletter. I think there are three things. Each team that has been most commonly linked to the pack or to Aaron Rodgers have a compelling case to offer. And if you're, let's start in Green Bay. What is the case for coming back? If you're Aaron Rodgers, the case for coming back is Christian Watson looks like he's a superstar or a potential superstar. They have the ammunition to make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins or Brandon Cooks or someone like that. They have, they don't have room on the salary cap to go sign anybody, but they've, they're going to have draft capital, the 15th pick um, and, and the 45th pick. Those are real picks if they want to go out and, and get a, a Keenan Allen, if that is something that they can do. And then you have the continuity. The offensive line is going to be back whole. Your, your boy, David Bakhtiari, they'll bring Randall Cobb back if you want him probably to come back. We'll see beyond that. Mercedes Lewis, Big Bob Tunyon. We'll see Al Lazard probably not coming back. But you have a head coach and an offense built around you and built around what you want. And so there's already a lot of power there. We don't know the dynamic right now between head coach and quarterback. Is that a rosy relationship? Is it as good as it used to be? Is it better than it used to be? Is it worse? We don't We don't know. And I think we we don't know what Aaron Rodgers' thinking is in terms of the working relationship there, where it can go. Can it get better? We don't know the answer to that. But continuity is important in an offense. The flip side of that is Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and won immediately. And it took a little time to get that offense together. But by midseason, they're doing Tom Brady stuff. And you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and Rob Gronkowski and a really good offensive line and a terrific defense. And they go and won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford. Year one, new offense. 
And they they changed a lot of the offense to to try and play to the strengths of Matthew Stafford and to adjust to the way that teams were playing them. The outside zone life, that play action stuff is not as effective when teams are not biting on it. And now you have to find the counters. For them, it was, we're going to spread you out. The Packers did a lot of the same thing. They played more four wide receiver looks in 2021 than they had ever played under Matt LaFleur. And then more four receiver looks than they had played since like early McCarthy era kinds of days. And so if you're looking for examples, I don't know how much that continuity matters. I was looking at some of the models, the point-based models that I like to use for, for, you know, for gambling purposes with our friends at FanDuel. And I was looking at the pro football focus model that they have, point-based model. And like the top six teams were all the teams that you would expect. It's the Chiefs, it's the Bengals, the Eagles, the 49ers. And then after that is a really big drop-off. But then the next team, I think they were the seventh team, was the Packers. I think we forget that this team was beating the Giants by double digits. They were beating the, the Commanders by double digits. They were beating the Lions by double digits. They blew some of these close games. And part of that is because Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Part of it is, is some situational stuff. And part of it was a continuity issue. The offensive line played bad against the Lions at the worst possible time. Um, uh, you had some issues with injuries. Christian Watson gets hurt. Romeo Dobbs gets hurt. Al Lazard gets hurt to start the season. Randall Cobb gets hurt in the middle of the year. And, and so your offensive line for the first two months of the season in flux. But they weren't that far off. You get some improvements from Devontae Wyatt. Eric Stokes comes back and looks like a guy. Darnell Savage looks like the guy from the end of last season. This defense can make a little bit of a step forward. They were a top 10 passing defense last year. Get another big guy in there in the middle of that defense. And maybe the run defense can get a little bit better. Quay Walker in year two. Like they have to feel like they can go attack this right now in the NFC with this team. I don't think going back to Green Bay is a bad situation for Aaron Rodgers. Do I think it's the best situation for the Packers? It depends on how they change the contract because they can't do the thing where if he comes back and next year you have to eat a, a just an absolute gargantuan amount of dead money if he retires or is traded. You just can't do it. I still think the move for the Packers is to get what you can for him now because I think they can get a lot. But for Aaron Rodgers, that might not be the case. It might not be the best situation for him. I think you can make the case that it's not. Now, there are other there are two things here. What is the best situation for Aaron Rodgers to win? I think the best situation for Aaron Rodgers to win is New York. Because that defense is ready now. That is a top 10 defense tomorrow. And Sauce Gardner could get better. DJ, like they have guys, young players, who can get better. That's the scary thing about what they can do. Carl Lawson comes back healthy. They have more picks to use. Now, they'll probably give up if they have to get Aaron Rodgers. They have to use picks. But Joe Douglas has done a good job putting this roster together. And the offensive line held up well enough. And they were they look like a playoff team with, with Zach Wilson and Mike White. And then you get to throw to Garrett Wilson. You, you know, if they can, maybe they bring in Randall Cobb. You've got Elijah Moore. You've got Brees Hall. You've got James Robinson. You've got a really nice core of offensive pieces, plus your boy, Nathaniel Hackett. So no learning curve on the offense. Nathaniel Hackett knows what you like, knows what you're good at, knows what you don't like. And this is an offense that was running a LaFleur system last year, just a different LaFleur. So it's 
a lot of the same verbiage. It's going to be a lot of the same concepts. And there's going to be tweaks year to year because that's just the nature of the business. There's going to be tweaks year to year, no matter what. And so there's an easy path to that team winning a lot of games. Do I think it's the best thing for Aaron Rodgers? I don't because I think Nathaniel Hackett will feed into some of Aaron Rodgers' worst impulses to want to play a little more hero ball than, than maybe is required. And I think that there, there could be issues with um, consistency there. I just don't think Rodgers is built at this point in his career to be doing that. And I don't think they have the Devontae Adams guy that can just take over games the same way. Like Garrett Wilson's really good. I don't think they can treat him where it's like third in Garrett Wilson. You could do that with Devontae Adams. Like it doesn't matter what the down and distance is. Devontae Adams is going to pick up the first down. Garrett Wilson is not that guy. Elijah Moore is not that guy. So I, I just, I worry if I'm advising Rodgers. Yes, you can go there and win. But I, obviously I can't tell him this. But I think it would feed into some of the worst impulses with Aaron Rodgers in a lot of the ways, by the way, that it did in Denver with Russell Wilson, where Nathaniel Hackett was not the star of that organization. He was the head coach, but Russell Wilson was the star of that organization, and they did what Russ wanted. And it wasn't until Hackett was fired that they stopped doing what Russ wanted, and they started doing the things that were actually the best things for the teams to win. And if Hackett and Rodgers get back together, I think it will be more of that Let's just let Rodgers be Rodgers. You're going to lose some of the pre-snap motion. You're going to lose some of the really cool stuff in the Matt LaFleur offense that makes things easy. And it's going to look more like it did last year. Now, maybe with better players, that's fine. Maybe Rodgers is still good enough to play at or near you know MVP levels if he's healthy. Can he stay healthy? That's the question. I don't think that's the best situation for Aaron Rodgers' personal success, but I do think it's the best case for him winning. The best place for him to have personal success is Las Vegas. And the reason is it will be a new scheme, but I think Rodgers would buy into what Josh McDaniels is selling. And remember, there was a quote a couple years ago circulating that the Tom Brady had mentioned to someone that if Aaron Rodgers, that Aaron Rodgers was way more talented than him, and that if Aaron Rodgers played in their offense, he would average 7,000 yards a season. Now, add in Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, they franchise tag Josh Jacobs, and you've got an offense that can be built around Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. And it's a scheme that makes things easy on a quarterback, but with more defined reads. It's still a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage, but it's going to be plays that are designed just to do the work. And all Aaron Rodgers has to do is throw it to the open guy. Is it going to be as stimulating as maybe Rodgers wants? Well, not in a vacuum, but he's going to have to learn it. And he's going to have to learn it on the fly. And so maybe that is the kind of thing that, that gets those creative juices going. And all of a sudden, you're throwing a Devontae. You're, you got Hunter Renfro who can get you a bucket whenever you need one. I think Darren Waller would be in this trade if that's the trade. But so for the Packers, I, I think that they have stuff to give. And I think for Aaron Rodgers... It's the best place for his personal success. Now, are they built to win there? No, because that defense is still bad. And that division is still brutally difficult. So, I don't know. I wonder, like, are we going to learn something about Aaron Rodgers based on where he goes? What he's prioritizing? Maybe, maybe not. My guess is, because of what I've been told and what I've, I've heard and what has been reported, 
that there are a, a group of teams that Rodgers would be cool with and the Packers will trade him to the best package provided by those teams. That's fine. That works. And maybe we will learn nothing about what Aaron Rodgers wants. Maybe we will just learn who gave up the most. And that's fine too. That's the best scenario for the Packers is a bidding war comes and you get a bunch of picks and a bunch of stuff for Aaron Rodgers. Great. You know, you, you go on from there. But the best winning situation for Aaron Rodgers is in New York. The best statistical situation for Aaron Rodgers is in Las Vegas. And the best career situation, the best legacy situation is in Green Bay, which makes this all incredibly, incredibly fascinating. All right, we're going to talk about some changes that this team needs to make on defense coming up here in just a second. But before we do, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy because you don't have to beat some gambling bro. You don't have to beat the algorithms with all the all the people putting in a thousand lineups. No, you just have to beat the Prize Picks number. Patrick Mahomes passing yards or Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Put them together, you've got a lineup. And now you can win up to 25 times your money. NBA season, having a lot of fun. College basketball, WNBA, women's college basketball, golf, esports, NASCAR, tennis, um, Euro basketball. They will let you make a lineup for just about anything. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to learn more and play daily fantasy sports. Plus, Locked on users can get a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $100 with that promo code locked on. Just for listening to the show, they'll give you money. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But you have to go to prize picks and enter the promo code locked on with that first deposit. The Packers still don't have a replacement for Jerry Gray. And the reason I think that this is interesting is because. We saw the other day, um, news broke yesterday that the the Saints defensive backs coach, um, Corey Robinson, his contract expired. He is a really, really smart young assistant, a well-thought-of assistant coach, and he is the kind of voice that I think the Green Bay Packers need. And so when I say that, what does that mean? And I realize that I have not given potentially a good answer on when I say this stuff, what does that mean? What do the Packers need and why? When Green Bay moved on from Mike Patton, they did that and just replaced Mike Patton. <laughs> Usually, when you get rid of a defensive coordinator, you don't just think it was his fault. You got it. The defensive line coach has got to go. The outside linebackers coach has got to go. Someone's, someone else has got to go. Now, the Packers have had some turnover because Mike Smith left and, and because they're, they're, you had some coaches leave, but it wasn't because the, coach, the, the team was like, these guys are not performing, and so it's time to replace them. That's not what happened. When the Packers lost Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze, what did they do? They just promoted everyone from within. And, and maybe that was the right call. Maybe that was the best thing that they could do. But that's not how Sean McVay operates. That's not how Kyle Shanahan operates. That's not how Andy Reid operates. Now, Bill Belichick does kind of operate that, that way, um, if you're related to him especially, or if you coached for him before. But that model has not worked in New England for a long time now. And so 
I think when you're a Packers team that continues to underperform late in the season, I don't know how you can continue to think the status quo is enough. How can you continue to think that what is being done is enough when year after year, time after time, it's just not enough? I don't understand it. And so you don't have to go out. Like Ajiro Evero is not going to take your passing game coordinator role. He's in Carolina now. Jim Leonard is probably not going to take your passing game coordinator role, but he's available out there. Don't, don't not hire him because you have Joe Barry. That's the first part of this. But the second part is don't just hire someone internally. Don't just hire someone because they've, they've coached the, the Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley defense before. Hire someone because you think they can help your football team. And that's why someone like Aubrey Pleasant is so intriguing to me because he is coming from a different defense. He is coming from Aaron Glenn in Detroit. And, you know, there's there's a little bit of, of all kinds of stuff in there. There's some Dennis Allen. There's some Vic Banja. There's, there's a, a collection of defenses in that defense. You hired Joe Barry to play a defense that, I don't know, the Packers are not ideally suited to play. They made some changes at the end of the season that, that really did work. And I know you can say, oh, unsustainable interceptions. Okay, but one of the reasons why you got a bunch of those interceptions is because your corners were playing different leverage because your safeties were playing different depths because your fronts looked different because your personnel on the field, your approach was different. That the amount that you blitzed was different. Like there were material reasons that we saw those changes. It wasn't just dumb luck. You cannot keep just like, Hey, everyone in the room, we think you're doing a great job and it's just, we're just unlucky. No, no, you can't be overly confident in your ability to, to guide the ship the right way without having outside input. And I don't think Matt LaFleur thinks that he is such a great coach that no one can tell him anything. I think he trusts the process. I think he trusts his process. I think he trusts the guys in the building. But I think what can happen is you, you trust them too much. And at a certain point, you have to say, this is not working. This is not good enough. And that organizationally, what the team needs is a new voice. And I think this is true of a team as well. You need to be turning over some of these guys. You all, you, you win, you need to bring in new hungry guys. You lose, you need to bring in new hungry guys. You need to be constantly changing the energy of your team. And if you're not, you're stagnating. You're getting stale. You're not giving yourself the best chance to win. And that was something the Patriots did a really good job of. Like even in the years where in the early 2000s where they're winning every every year, it seemed like. They turned those rosters over. It was not all the same guys every year winning all those games. Seattle and the Legion of Boom, they turned players over. They, they brought in Percy Harvin. They, they brought in Cliff Averill. And they had to make some changes because some guys played really well. They got free agent contracts. Okay, you got to bring someone else in. But you got to find the right players. And your coaches are going to get hired away. Well, you got to bring the right new guys in. Someone like Chris Richard. A lot of different, a lot of different um, branches on his tree. That would be a new voice to bring into your room. There are good coaches out there that the Packers could hire. And I'm I'm concerned that what they're going to do is instead say, eh, we can just run this back that this team is talented enough 
And I trust the guys in the room if I'm out of the floor and we're just going to be fine. We just have to get a little luckier. We got to stay a little healthier and we'll be fine. No, no. You have to constantly be pushing forward. And I think Brian Gutekinds has done a really good job of this. They turn over this roster every year. And yes, the last couple of years, they've had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Poor Peter getting robbed. It's a bummer. But they've had to take borrow from their future to pay for right now. And that means keeping some guys that maybe you wouldn't otherwise keep because of the cost. But you know are good players. That's good. And then you bring in Devondre Campbell, Russell Douglas. Did you think those guys were going to have this kind of impact when you brought them in? No, but you're taking those kinds of chances. Rick Wagner's, the Dennis Kelly's. Those guys have been beneficial to this team. Mercedes Lewis is a great example. Not a game changer, not a dynamic player, but but someone who's become an integral part of this team. The coaches have just not matched that level of finding ways to get better every single year. And it's because they've been unwilling to embrace change. This offseason, if you move on from Aaron Rodgers or if you don't, you have to embrace the change. You have to embrace the turnover, the volatility, and and the potential chaos that comes from taking a big swing, making a big change. The Packers didn't do that last year, and it bit them. It bit them in a major way. They can't be afraid to do it this season. All right, we're going to finish up here. Before we do, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best way to get something delicious that is also going to be fuel for your body. I've been under the weather the last couple of days. Um, stomach not right. And you know what has still tasted really good to me? Built Bar. And I know that when I eat that, it's going to taste delicious. Number one, it's going to make me feel better because it is delicious. Coconut puff, let's go. Brownie batter puff, let's go. But it's also going to give me fiber that I need. It's going to give me protein, 17 grams. And it's going to be low in sugar, four grams. My stomach, not into sugar right now. So I have something that's going to help fill me up, that's going to fuel my body, fuel my recovery, and also not upset my stomach with all that sugar and not undermine all of the good stuff that it's providing me with a bunch of sugar. So I went to built.com and I ordered my bars, but that's because I have a toddler. I don't have time to be running around. Maybe you do. Maybe you go to Walmart. Maybe you go to Sam's Club and just shop. Great. Built Bar is there. So check it out the next time you're at Walmart or Sam's Club to get your box right now. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. All right, back tomorrow from Radio Row. A lot to get to, a lot of fun to be had um so follow me on twitter peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers and anytime you want to come hang out with us live you can do that on our locked on packers youtube page to stay locked on packers